Welcome to the Winter Palace. I'm your host, Mark Cole, editor and publisher of Odessa Seb's Magazine. Today on the pod, it's all about Red Dead Redemption 2, as we talk to Tag from Tagback TV about the new updates to online mode, uh, Red Dead 1 versus Red Dead 2, what we hope to see in the game coming in the future, what new games might be coming the rest of the year that are worth playing, Plus, what's it like to be a gamer YouTuber, the trials and tribulations about what to play, what not to play, and things like that. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Winter Palace. We've been meaning to do a podcast about Red Dead Redemption for a while now, almost ever since the game came out a few months ago. But now that they have finally updated online mode, it seems like a great time to talk about what could very well be one of the best games of all time. To talk about that and some other gaming stuff, I'm happy to be joined by Tag from Tagback TV. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are recording this on a Tuesday night, and Tuesday is uh, update day for Red Dead Online. But we did not really get very much uh, today as compared to the big update that we got a couple weeks ago. Yeah, today was uh, a little disappointing, um, but I think they kind of focused on getting a lot of the back-end stuff working. Um, it was working really good for the day, and then when I tried to live stream today, it went tragically awry, but... Um, they're definitely moving in the right direction, and that's what we want to see. So, I know you had been fairly disappointed with uh, the online beta that we had for a few months, because I know there are uh, things that you wanted to see addressed. And then, sort of out of the blue, last week, when we just thought we'd be getting sort of a regular weekly update with maybe a game mode or two or some clothes or something weird, they suddenly dropped this huge thing. Lots of new things, uh, lots of new clothes, new modes, things that they had been saying they were going to fix for a while. So we've had this new update for about a week now. How do you think it's been going so far? Uh, it's been going pretty good. Um, they're definitely moving in the right direction. And uh, a lot of the things I was disappointed with in the beta was their inability to fix uh, a lot of the core problems. I suppose what they were trying to do is to drop it all at once um, to kind of build hype and excitement around the game, which kind of makes sense. Uh, but I feel like they may have put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths from just everything being broken and stranger missions. Um, but they've resolved, I would say, probably about, I'd say, 75% of the things that I was disappointed with in the beta. And... All the things that they've shared for what's coming, you know, in the summer, especially with the new jobs, uh, they're definitely listening to the community and moving in the right direction. So I'm um, definitely looking forward to the future as far as new content goes. Yeah, I think I've been relatively pleased so far. I was sort of a casual online player where I would play for maybe an hour or two a day, just enough to say I've played, but uh, certainly now at least, now that they have the carrot of daily challenges... That's certainly enough to get someone like me playing at least every day to make sure that I do something to keep my streak going. Since you know, since the they're building it incrementally, that the longer your streak goes, the more rewards you get. And 
I think definitely adding adding passive or defensive ability is definitely I think a big plus because you know I'm one that has no time for for people jerking me around while I'm trying to play. I had that happen earlier today while we were waiting to record. I was doing one of the Sadie missions and I was returning the bear pelt and I got all the, I got like 90% of the way there. And I saw a guy hiding in the trees, which at first I thought it was a deer. And I was getting ready to shoot it, and then I saw, oh, it had a name on it. And I'm like, oh, this guy's trying to snipe me. So, like, I booked it as fast as I could down to, to Sadie's barn, and I completed the mission. And then as soon as I walked out, I went to the menu to uh, join something online, because I think that's the fastest way to get from Sadie's back to the, sort of the main map. And the guy, the guy killed me while I was still in the menu. So I'm wow. like, but it's just like, you know, that's not the way I play. So I'm like, live and let live. You don't bother me. I don't bother you. Yeah. But it's, yeah, because um... that's how I was in GTA. It's sort of like I was always, you know, let me and my friends go around and do whatever we want. And I mean, it seems like in GTA, we were more likely to just go and play golf or tennis or darts than we were to try and run around and cause mayhem. We were just, you know, doing doing cool stuff. So, you know, hopefully we can get some of that kind of stuff in Red Dead too. I know they added poker, so maybe they'll get, like you said, you know, five finger fillet or dominoes or something like that, just for like casual gaming for people to play that doesn't involve mayhem. Yeah, really adding anything to distract the player from the urge to ruin somebody else's day. It's going to be a benefit for Red Dead Online. So I think, honestly, what needs to happen is kind of as much as like a town should be a hub, when you have people in the Wild West, especially just for some reason, the, the trolls in Red Dead Redemption 2 probably have been the worst in any game that I've ever played. Now, the update has curbed the majority of that, although it's created some kind of weird hybrid troll where um, since they can't kill people as much as they would like to, they just like walk up to an AFK person, kill them, and then go into a different session, is what I've seen happening lately. Because um, you can't follow people to another session, so they get their you know, little happiness from that. But I think if we can get these little mini-games, like you said, like the poker, dominoes, five-finger play, um, another one which was from Red Dead Redemption 1, which is Liar's Dice, which is probably one of the best little mini-games in any game I've played, other than like Final Fantasy IX's like card game and stuff, um, that would be great to have at the camps. You don't actually have to go into town, and maybe you can invite people to your camp and make friends that way as well, which I think would be nice. Yeah, I'd like it if yeah, like maybe yeah, if you can build hubs around the camp. Like I know you guys are trying to do some posse stuff the other day, and then you had people sort of butting in and interfering, and it's like really, you know, it's like can't you just leave people be? Trolls will be trolls, I guess. Yeah. The, the issue is uh, there's so many people that want to play the game so much that they burn through any content that we get within a day. Like, because it, it's all drip fed, so it's not a lot of content. Like, uh, I'm already, like, waiting for the next stuff because it's been two weeks and there's, we're going to start seeing a lot more trolls because they've got what they wanted. They have the money. They have the levels. Now they're waiting for something to do. And when you're, when you put people in that situation, they're just going to, ruin somebody else's day pretty much because there's nothing to do yeah i've been i still have a lot to 
like I, I think only yesterday or the day before I finally realized that I hadn't actually done all of the stranger missions that I still had huh. things that said stranger on the map and I was like who have I not gotten <laughs> and uh I somehow had missed the uh the guy at Lagrasse the 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 older guy with the boat mission I was like uh-huh. yes, I'm like I was like, is that new? I was like, I don't think that's new. I was just like, I had never sort of... I noticed that the other day, I swear, I was riding somewhere, and I went a different way because I was looking for a stranger or a map or something, and I'm like, I don't remember ever going this way. And I'm like, you know, I've played this game since the first day, and it's like, I mean, I'm sure you certainly know this, that there are certain routes that you probably see in your sleep now. You know, going from, you know, Valentine to Strawberry or from, like, from Rhodes to San Denis, you probably know that. You could probably drive that blindfolded. But, you yeah. know, there was, there was, there's, like, certain parts sort of in the, like, the northeast wooden area, and I think still some of the southwest stuff that gets unlocked later. I was writing, and I'm like, I don't even remember this. And then it's, the really funny part is I'm sure you've had this happen, too, is... I've been r- playing in two and driving in the driving, riding in the old west section, and I get a flashback to when I rode that in the first game. I'm like, yeah. I remember this from the. Fr- I remember that this is. I remember this from like eight years ago. I remember <laughs> this path, like the way these, especially when you go in that canyon. Oh yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, this is like exactly the same as it was in the first game, which, again, is a credit. To, to the designers and the immersive world that they build in this game. Yeah, they've done a really good job. I've had a couple of those nostalgic moments, especially, uh, obviously, when you finally get into, like, New Austin and stuff like that, like, going through that gorge, because that's, like, one of the first areas you go to and um, to get the... There's, like, Outlaws in there in Red Dead Redemption 1, and um, there's actually... Where you take down the Outlaws in Red Dead Redemption 1... Is also like a, a gang hideout in Red Dead Online, and there's also, um, I believe, there's something that happens there in the epilogue as well. Uh, it's just those nifty little, little like throwbacks to Red Dead Redemption One that I like a lot. Well, it's funny that, and I think I may have mentioned this in one of the chats one day, but like, as great as Red Dead Redemption Two is, like, one still holds this weird fondness in my heart because like I was a I like I've been a big sort of western film John Ford Monument Valley guy and while I was playing the first game we actually took a vacation and went out to Monument Valley for a couple of days so I was actually in the middle of playing the game and then I actually went and got to see the actual you know the mittens and all of that like live and in person and it was very mind blowing Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went to see those when I was, I think I was 18 when I went to Monument Valley and and a couple of other places, but it's just, it's just, it's amazing how well they've kind of recreated that scenery in the game as well. Uh, obviously, seeing it in person is, is astounding and it's just like <laughs> kind of awe-inspiring sometimes, just these just flatlands and these massive monuments popping out of the ground. Crazy. Well, I know that there was some debate, especially in, in your your forums and stuff about how there are people now who are very, who seem to be very offended. Of course, it's the internet. So somebody gets offended about anything, but there, but like, 
you know, that you said there are parts of one that you like better than two. And I, I agree with you. I think I may like the story better than one. Obviously, the graphics are, are much better and immersive. But there's definitely things that I like gameplay-wise better in one than two. And I think I like the story better. It may have been just because it's yeah. first. And again, it may be that attachment to Monument Valley. But I I know it's it's weird that, that like, there are people that, you know, think it's a crime against humanity to like one better than two. And it's like, yeah. really? Uh, there's always a big issue, especially when you say something on the Internet. Like, when you're, when you're saying something bad about something they love, they don't hear the, you know, like, basically what I was saying was, Red Dead Redemption 2 as a game is better than Red Dead Redemption 1, but there's certain aspects of Red Dead Redemption 1 that I like more, like the story, uh, the characters, because back then Red Dead Redemption or Rockstar uh, was not so like right right now with the the way you know society is, they they can't be as free to do crazy things like they used to be able to do, like in GTA 5 and Red Dead 1 and their older titles. Um, so the characters in Red Dead 1 were a lot more memorable, in my opinion. Um, they're just a lot crazier, like Seth, <laughs> like digging up graves and stuff, and uh, Landon Ricketts, and just, just a lot of the, the things in there. It felt a lot more like a Western. Um, then on the flip side, you have this camaraderie aspect in Red Dead Redemption 2, um, which kind of ties you to the grander story a little bit better and to the characters. Um so each has their their benefits. As a whole, Red Dead Two is better. But when you say, <laughs> like when you say something like you know Red Dead Redemption One has things better in it, all they hear is that you said it's better and it's not. <laughs> well, and it's it's a, it's, just... it's, it's, it's an age old thing where if if I say I like something better, that doesn't mean the other thing is bad. Exactly. Because I always this is this is something that uh, I get some gets gets some people's ire is. I always say that for me, the first Godfather movie is overrated. Not that it's bad, but like, is it one of the top 25, 30 films of all time? Sure. Is it in the top 10 for me personally? No. So it's like, so to me, given the general consensus of like sort of the wider film community, I think it's overrated, but not bad. But, but you know, it's like when people hear that, they immediately get their hackles up, and you're like... Yeah, and they know, don't, they don't like, want to listen to any, listen. Of the, uh, <laughs> any of your points of view. It's just like and one a of nightmare. The, well, the other funny thing, too, about making a prequel is, especially when when watching you do the, the playthrough of Red Dead 1, is sort of trying to fit that story in with what we know now of the second one. Just because, you know, obviously they did not know the back, what the backstory was going to be when they made the first game. So it's funny, you know, to hear the, you know, some of the things they say about Dutch, and you're like, well, that's funny given what we know now. Or, you know, that there's, like, you go all the way through the story of Red Dead One. In hindsight, now you'd be like, why does he never mention Arthur? Why does he never mention Micah? And obviously, you know, we know why. But it's funny now. It's yeah. like it's almost like if they could like remaster one and go back and change some of the dialogue to insert references to Arthur and Micah or things like that. That would be really incredible. Yeah, I think that would be that would be amazing, and it would make people love Red Dead Redemption One 
even more, I think. But it does feel a little odd, especially when you go back, like, because I've been replaying one uh, on the channel, and um, it does feel a little weird because there's just no reference to a huge part of his life. He does reference the, the gang in, um, you know, in a couple conversations, but it's not like anything memorable like what Arthur had done for him, you know? That would just feels a little weird. Well, and and it'll certainly be even funnier when when you get to the playthrough and we actually get to see the Dutch part because because oh, yeah. cause I think I think like the last time you played you may have finished Mexico, so like you haven't even gotten to the Blackwater part with Dutch. So I mean, one, it'll be weird to see sort of you know uh, 2010 Dutch graphics wise, let alone you know how he behaves. You know, and you think the funny thing is the plot in one has him, you know, hooked up with a bunch of Native American guys. And then I know <laughs> while I was playing through two and they got to the part with, you know, Rains Falls and, and his son. And you're like, wait, are these going to end up being the Indians that Dutch is friends with later? And, of course, they, they're not. Yeah. But, it's, but, I mean, I certainly had that thought while we were playing the game through the first time. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely... Uh, I'm looking forward because it's been so long since I've gotten to the Dutch part in Red Dead Redemption 1. I definitely want to take my time with it and kind of just see if there's any little, like, Easter eggs that I can't remember as far as, like, plot points from Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, obviously, we won't know any of the the characters that he's with in Red Dead Redemption 1 because, you know, for reasons, <laughs> I suppose, as far as the remake. But um, I'm definitely looking forward to actually playing through that part again. It reminds me that I need to start live streaming that again yeah i haven't i think i i think i did a playthrough again like using my actual disc like uh i don't know like two or three years ago and i think i made it as i think like a lot of the times when i played the first game i would get to mexico and i would get about halfway through mexico and i would reach that sort of ennui point when it's like mm. I'm two thirds of the way through this game. Oh, like I'm kind of like I need to finish. I mean, I need to finish it, but you know I'm kind of tired of playing. But I, you know, I want to know how it ends, and then you sort of have to push your way through. And even with a, you know, in hindsight, a game as great as that, you still had that. To me, it's always that sort of two thirds, three quarter point when you've got to push your way through. But yeah, so I never made it to the Dutch part. Again, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to when you get around to to doing it on the stream, and you know, whenever you get back to to uh, uh, doing the playthrough with your friend Phil, the the <laughs> world's the world's most uh, aggravating horse, the world's worst horse. He's getting better slowly but surely. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people have been asking for that, and. Uh, the single player stuff has kind of has died down substantially, and I just kind of wanted to build some hype for getting it instead of daily stuff. And sometimes when you take a little break and bring it back, people get really excited and start coming back and watch it. So, well, that was one of the things I sort of wanted to ask you about, sort of how you just de how you decide what you do when. I mean, obviously now we're in the middle of this, so you've got to sort of keep doing online every day because it's it's fresh, but. Is that sort of something you sort of had you wrestle with, sort of what to do what day, or is it just what strikes you that day? Um, sometimes it's a mix of both, um, but predominantly 
especially when you're in a in a wind down phase, because uh, basically a YouTube YouTuber's life cycle is kind of like the stock market. Like you'll have your 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 great days or your great weeks, your great months, and then you'll have that drawback period where you start retaining uh, new subscribers and old subscribers will leave. And um, especially when pivoting content is the most hardest thing to do on YouTube. It's actually YouTube says to do one thing and do one thing only. <laughs> And specialize in that one thing because they do not like you doing multiple types of stuff, which is really hard in the gaming industry because you want to be able to play any game. You know, if a if a new game comes out, I'd love to just you know switch over to that game, but unfortunately, people want to watch only what they want to watch. So when you have you know three hundred thousand new subscribers for Red Dead, um, I have to kind of follow what they want to see. <laughs> um, well, so that's it- why you'll. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was about to say, it seems like a lot of the new stuff hasn't really had traction for you. I mean, I know, you know, it seemed like, you know, you had like maybe a week or so of playing Mortal Kombat when that came out. But it seems like, from my perspective, maybe the last few things that you've started, you know, have gone maybe, a you know, two or three days or maybe a week and then... I guess your numbers have fallen off to the point that it doesn't warrant you spending the time to play if people aren't watching it. Yeah, it's and it's it's more than because the numbers to me don't necessarily matter for a new series, um, so long as it doesn't hurt other content. That's the issue with YouTube. So I like um, a new game that I love. Like I didn't think Red Dead Redemption Two was going to do well for me, um, but I loved it so much. I I stayed up. Pretty much for four days straight making content because I knew if I could hit it hard, it would do well because of how much of a massive success it was. And the issue with the past couple games is I may have liked some of them, but none of them were a home run. Um, so you really need to pivot content fully like that to a new game. The game needs to be, people need to be wanting to search and find every little thing about it. Uh, to pivot content like I did with um, Red Dead. Um, but the issue with YouTube is if you start doing something and it does not perform well, even if you want to keep doing it, what YouTube will start doing is it's like, okay, this is how many views you get now for everything. So if I release you know, a new series, say, on Mortal Kombat, I had a lot of stuff take off getting like, you know, on, on Mortal Kombat, but it was certain things. And then... Um, so once that ran out, I just stopped doing it because I knew the daily stuff of that was getting like 2,000 views. But when you do that for too many days in a row of releasing a video that gets lower views, what YouTube will do is it'll start lowering your views on everything. So uh, say my Red Dead Redemption 2 videos get 30,000 views and I start releasing a lot of other content, then those Red Dead videos will go down to 20 and then to 10, and it'll start matching the lower-level content because that's what YouTube deems you deserve for views. Well, have you had the problem, I guess if you want to call it a problem, of have you had something that you knew was going to be popular that you didn't necessarily really want to play yourself, but you sort of forced yourself? I mean, personally, like, I really had no desire to... to watch Days Gone because it was not my thing. Like, I don't like zombie games. And Dave, and the yeah. and the and sort of the story didn't really like following around sort of a sketchy biker guy is not really my idea of like 
a point of view character that I'm in, that me I'm interested in. So it was like, you know, I watched yours for a couple of days, but I'm like, you know, I really don't care about this game. So yeah. like, like if, if that had proved to be popular, would you have kept playing it? Even if you really didn't dig it yourself? Um, days gone would be the only game. The, the, the thing is, I think if people really enjoyed it, like thoroughly enjoyed it, I would have found something in it to enjoy as well. Um, but a lot of people didn't really enjoy it. Um, and I think that was the culmination of me not liking zombies and people not really enjoying the game either, um, was the nail in the coffin. Cause I, I didn't enjoy it and I did force myself to play that for a couple of days, but there was just nothing to do other than the story. And quite frankly, like what I enjoy about games is finding my own story in the game. Um, now if, and that's what I'll do if I don't like a particular, like something in a particular game, I'll just go find my own fun. Um, but if there was a a game that was doing insanely well, I mean, like Fortnite. Fortnite does insanely well, but I haven't jumped the bandwagon to Fortnite. So if I'm not enjoying a game, I might try. But if I'm not enjoying it, I'm not going to make good content, and people will know, and they won't watch. So, does, um, does the converse for that hold true, too? Like, if there's something that you really want to play, but you're not getting the numbers, are you going to keep playing it? even though, or do you have to say, do you have to cut bait? Yeah, I, I've had, um, before I did YouTube full-time, I would do that because I had, um, you know, I had another job to fall back on, so I didn't really care. Um, but at this point, I mean, I do have savings. Like, I made sure I saved everything from my actual job, and, you know, I'd, I'd be fine if, if the YouTube fell through and I could find another job pretty easily. <laughs> um, but at this point, you know, this is what I want to do, so I've... Like, what was it called? Um, Totally Accurate Battle Similar. One of my most favorite games I've ever played. I have an ear-to-ear smile every single time I play that game, but I can't get views on it, so I had to stop playing it. Is that also what happened with Kingdom Hearts? Because you seemed very enthusiastic about wanting to play it, and then I think you made maybe four or five episodes, and then yeah. and then, st- and then stopped. Um, There was two catalysts for that. Um, the first was Disney copyright claiming the video, um, and then taking the video just completely off the internet. Uh, so that video was actually taking that before they deleted it, it had like 50,000 views within like a couple hours, um, which is huge for a new game for pivoting content. And so when they took that off, it just killed the whole series. And then, so it was that, and then they copyrighted the second one as well. And then... It was just the Red Dead community, which just was not having it, um, especially with the live streams. It was ruining the experience of playing it by reading chat because <laughs> people were just hating on it because it's 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 a kid's game. But it's, you know, people should just be able to enjoy things for what they are rather than, you know, it's like you should be playing this when you're like 14 or 15. I'm like, it doesn't matter as long as you're having fun. Um, well, so it was, it was a mix of those two things that just killed it for me. Well, it's funny because I was really interested in the game, but I had no desire to actually play it myself. But I, I was really interested in, in like actually sort of seeing the plot, you know, because you know I played the first two, and yeah. I'm not this is, you know I'm not really a Disney person, but you know I was a fantasy Final Fantasy person back in the day, and I loved. I remember right when they came out, there's a really fun. There were a bunch of those. 
YouTubes where people were actually trying to explain the plot of the first two. And yeah. it's 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 so over the top crazy that you're like, Oh, I completely forgot about this and this and this and this. So <laughs> I was I was curious to like I mean, I did not want to spend the fifty bucks to buy the game to play it myself, but I did want to watch someone else play it. So I was kind of disappointed when it disappeared, but I was like, I know you had said that it wasn't getting much traction, but yeah, if you're going to start getting copyright hits, then yeah, it's definitely not worth the aggravation on your end. Yeah, it went, and it was also it just Kingdom Hearts had changed so much since the first two. There's like seven other like little tie-in games, and I kind of felt lost in the third one as well. It was just it did not feel like the Kingdom Hearts that I enjoyed so much when I was younger. Um, I feel like it kind of lost its way with all the other crazy things that happened. And, um, like, there was no Coliseum. Like, that was, like, such a fun little part of the game. And there was so much to that. Um, so it was just a kind of just a disappointment on the copyright claims, the, the community response to it, and um, just the, the weird feeling of of it being Kingdom Hearts 3, but also Kingdom Hearts, like, 9. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is there, uh, is there anything big on the on the horizon for the rest of the year that you think you think will do good for you um so obviously red dead online uh i think i'm gonna at this point i'm pretty solid into the the rockstar community so we know we're gonna we're gonna get an announcement for bully 2 potentially gta 6 uh, but aside from rockstar content the only there's two games, one of which I am not going to be able to play on the channel, and another one which is Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I feel like that game has a lot of potential because it's not linear. Uh, there's so many different ways to complete each mission that um, people are going to want to watch multiple playthroughs due to the fact that you can do really whatever you want. Uh, so I think there's a lot of potential in there for finding some weird interesting ways to do stuff which is going to make for good content and the second game is planet zoo i love zoo tycoons <laughs> so i'm gonna play that in my free time yeah the only thing that i'm really looking forward to personally that i know is coming out is whenever this new big update for no man's sky comes out because that was a game where before it came out I was very excited about the concept. And then when it was released, it got such horrible reviews that I was yeah. like, oh, man, this is so disappointing. And then by the time it got released for the Xbox, they had, like, fixed everything. And so by the time that I actually started playing it, it was really good. So, like, I played that for, like, four or five months, probably until until Red Dead came out. And I don't think I had been playing it. Any... I mean, I'm, like, a one or two game a year person. Like, I spend much more time playing stuff, like, on my phone or, you know, mini games or whatever that, like, I very rarely play console games anymore. Like, you know, I was heavy into GTA V for a while, and then... And then whenever Andromeda came out, and then I really didn't play anything. And then I think I got my new Xbox when Battlefield 1 came out because 
I was so intrigued by a game that was set in World War One that wasn't it, just your typical, you know, generic war either modern combat, which I'm not interested in, or another World War Two game, which I'm not really interested in. But like I was fascinated by the idea of a World War One game, especially set in all the various theaters. So that's like when I got my upgraded Xbox. So it was like I was playing that for a while, and then I stopped playing, and then I got No Man's Sky, and I played that for a while, and now Red Dead, and I don't know what else I really have any interest in. I had I had high hopes for Sea of Thieves, but when I found out it was like a co-op game, because I'm not really a big online player normally, I was like, it, it killed my interest so badly that like I canceled my pre-order. So, like, I never actually played it, because I'm like, no, this is not for me. But I was like, it's a pirate game, it looks fun, it's kind of toony. And then when I heard, like, what it actually was, I was like, oh, man, I am so disappointed. I was in the, the exact same boat, pun intended. I was, I was really disappointed. I, I, I even still kept my pre-order, and then I played it once with Ashley, actually, and then we never played it again. I've heard it's actually gotten really good, though. And I think there's a new DLC coming out for it, but um, I don't know if it's enough to actually get me to play it. That may fall into the category of, I'm glad you like it, but it's not for me. So, you yeah. know, play it to your heart's content. And do you plan on ever going back to 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 doing GTA Five stuff? Because you had started it, and it seemed like you were having a lot of fun with sort of like the online crew stuff. And then... I don't know if it was something else came up or what, but you know, I think it'd be fun to eventually for you to go back to that too. Yeah, I do. I do want to go back to it. I, what happened with that was, um, um, I had to reinstall GTA a few times because I was having uh, some computer issues with recording and stuff and the mods that I had put on. And then I got really, really excited about doing GTA RP and I spent, like two weeks nonstop applying and I've not gone into an RP server and I just had the last application I put in get denied again. And I was just like, you know what? I'm done. And sometimes it's just uh, frustrating. Um, but I do want to get back into GTA stuff. I had a lot of fun with it. I, we've got that playthrough and those live streams were doing pretty good. So, and I enjoyed it and I think other people enjoyed it. Um, it was, I mean, I was having fun only because it had been so long since I played that, like, some of the story missions I remember really having fun with, so it was cool to see, to sort of see them again. It was like watching an old movie that I liked. You know, and then, you know, you guys just having your various hijinks online because, you know, I had done that with my friends five or six years ago, or however long ago it is now. But, you know, so, like, that's that's always fun, too, because, you know, I, you know some I, you may have done some of the missions that we actually did back in the day. I'm like, oh, I remember doing that. That was fun. So, but yeah, it's, I mean, I'm curious to see what they're actually going to do with GTA 6, whether these rumors are true. I like the idea of, like, multiple cities because back back in the day, I loved Vice City. I played Vice City to death, but then I'm also in the correct age demographic for 80s nostalgia. <laughs> So, yeah. so you know, I loved sort of all the Miami Vice kind of stuff with that. And then I didn't really like 4 because 
it was like I didn't like the plot, and it seemed I just it didn't do anything for me. And then five was a nice blend because it gave you multiple characters to play doing multiple things, and plus it was such a huge map that you know you could again you could sort of do what you wanted to do in that game, and you didn't you weren't encumbered. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do with six. I love, like I said, I love the idea of multiple cities, especially if one of them is going back to Vice City and it's not just San Andreas again. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of people, when I released the one video about the leaks, a lot of people are like, I don't want to go back to Vice City. I'm like, that would be great. I think it would be, especially just multi- the potentiality for a map on that scale could be insane not only for a single player game but for what the next iteration of online could be uh, especially on the next generation of consoles um but i i really like vice city was the last gta that i really got heavy into i didn't really play i played four i didn't play a lot of it um and then i never got to play five until recently and um i'm gonna be heavy into six especially if what i've heard is true where they're going to be taking a lot of the successes of red dead one or <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2, as far as like the stranger missions go and the the random encounters and kind of building upon that system, um, I think people enjoyed that kind of stuff more than the actual main story itself. So having that in a GTA story would be pretty amazing. I mean, I would love a retro game, but I'm sure it's that's not nearly as marketable as making a contemporary game, but. I know you have said in the past that either Red Dead 3 or GTA 6, like if you said it in the in like Prohibition Chicago, yeah. would be would be awesome. And or I would love to see a, like a foreign city, whether it's like if they did London again, or if they did Tokyo, or just or even went back to Liberty City. It's just I think. To me, it's like San Andreas is sort of played out because it's like it's I, I, like it's like what what in five did they not touch on about sort of Los Angeles slash Hollywood culture? Yeah, I mean, other, so much... yeah, other oh, than ahead. I'll just say, other than you know, just sort of updating contemporary stuff. I mean, it is sort of funny now to watch GTA and there's all this sort of like you know, pokey fun at Facebook and whatever, and you're like, man, this game, this game is so old that, like, like, the contemporary, like, contemporary humor is making fun of Facebook. Yeah. The, um, I would love, I've talked about this so much, Rockstar to do a Prohibition era game, whether it's in Red Dead Redemption 3. I think Red Dead Redemption 3 is going to be, a <laughs> upset in, like, with when Dutch is forming the gang or something. Uh, I don't really think they have room to go too much farther. I mean, theoretically, they could play... You could do Prohibition Era with uh, Jack. Jake? Jack? Yeah. Uh, Jack, yeah. Um, which I think would be interesting, but I don't think a lot of people particularly like Jack as a character. And I don't think he would be a very strong character either for a, for another game. I think they would have to do go back in time or maybe pick up with a different gang, perhaps. Um, there's there's no rules saying that it has to be the same, you know, the same storyline every time. They could go all the way back and do like a reiteration of Red Harlow or something like that. There's, there's so many different options. Or you start or you start the game with Jack and you have Jack killed, and then you follow on with 
like whoever he befriends in Chicago before like you, you kill him at the end of act one. I mean, which yeah. I guess may be a little too much to me. The, the danger of that is always, um, is always metal gear where it's like, I did not sign up to play a third of this game as this dope. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, no, I'm, I'm playing solid snake. I do not want to play. I mean, the only time I think that's really worked is, and this is a slight spoiler because I know you started the game, but I don't remember how far you got. But, you know, the the one Assassin's Creed that's set in the Revolution. Mm, yes. Yep. Yeah, I know those spoiler already. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I was gonna say, yeah. But, I mean, that was great where you go through the prologue and all of a sudden the guy you the guy you thought was the main character turns out to be the bad guy. And then, you know, chapter two starts with you as the actual hero. I mean, you know, you could do something, you know, like if Jack goes to Chicago to write the, about the mob or whatever, and, you know, at the end of Act One, Al Capone kills him. So it's like then st you start chapter two, and then you're following Elliot Ness, or, you know, your fictionalized version of Elliot Ness. Yeah. Through, through whatever. I mean, you know, I don't think, I don't think very many people would be upset if you killed Jack off at any point, probably. Yeah, probably not. I mean, there might be some people because people have formed attachments to Jack now that uh, they've seen him as a as a child and watched him grow up. Although he becomes a bit of a uh, an annoyance in the epilogue. Um, but it's, but that's, that's, there's definitely potential for that kind of thing, I suppose. It'd be as interesting. Long as, I would say, it just depends on how old Jack was when he wrote the when he wrote the Red Dead book, I guess. Yeah, but I definitely think there is a lot of opportunity for that Prohibition-era style game, because I can't think of one game that really brings you into that kind of world. Like, uh, L.A. Noir was set in that time, but not in that type of, of world, you know, with the, the Prohibition-era stuff. There's just so much potential, especially for a Grand Theft Auto, um, or, or even a Red Dead. I don't know how they would do it, but I would love to see them. What's well, funny... Up. The funny thing about L.A. Noir is, I actually thought like the actual plot, the actual game, I did not really like that much because it's it was, it was almost like point and click because it was too linear. But yeah. I but I loved just driving around. <laughs> like there would be times where it'd be like I would just drive around, you know, 1950s Los Angeles or whenever. You know, for like 15, 20 minutes at a time, just because it was so cool, because it was like so well done. And, you know, especially because you know, since it was before GTA, so I think. So, you know, it was, I don't know, I guess the graphics were better and sort of the, the detail was so, was so cool. But there was, you know, there were a lot of nitpicky things about L.A. Noir that like, I was never really a big Madman guy, so the fact that like most of the people in the game were people from Madman didn't really do anything for me. Whereas some people thought that was like a cool, weird synergy that I think like at least three or four of the Madman cast were in the game, and I'm just like, whatever. And it it was just a little too like A to B to C when you know I'd like some sort of freedom. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, because I think that's, I mean, that's another one of the great things about Red Dead One that Two certainly does is, you know, if I just want to ride through the desert for like an hour and pick herbs, then I can. 
yeah. because it's because it's fun. Or, you know, just enjoying this. I mean, the scenery is so great, like we were talking about before, that, you know, it's almost just sort of like watching a John Ford movie for a while. And, you know, and there's so much, I mean, in two, I mean, one of the reasons I haven't leveled up very far in online is I'll just putter around, you know, killing animals and picking herbs and going to sell them rather than doing missions are getting involved or doing showdowns or whatever just because it's like oh, i just want to you know ride around or whatever and not not d- have any grief and then you know suddenly i've been picking herbs for 45 minutes and i'm like oh i've used up my time for playing for now yeah, yeah and i think that's the, the the thing that i am really excited about as far as red dead online goes is rockstar has begun the transition from trying to replicate different types of like game modes from GTA five and the, the style of GTA five into, I think realizing the success that the GTA RP community has seen and the sales, like making it the number one viewed game on Twitch again, not because of anything they've created, but because of people want the freedom to create their own lives inside of a game um, free of, you know, having to deal with grief and PVP and stupid game modes that, you know, take you out of the immersion. And Rockstar has stated an interest in a few interviews recently where they want to migrate to this more RP-style game, and I think that's going to be um, the factor that really makes Red Dead Online apart from other games and just really take off. And hopefully they, especially with, like, the jobs, and if they continue to add more of this RP-style stuff, you want things like just hanging out, in a beautiful environment and not really having to worry about leveling up because you need to be better at PVP is going to be great. I think. Although I would still like to see, I like to see bank heists at some point. Oh yeah. That, that's going to come. That's, that's, that's absolutely going to be a thing at some point. I mean, heist is the most successful thing they've ever had. Um, but that's also going to be more along the lines of like a PVE thing rather than PVP. Although what I would like to see is, you know, if they can shape this world so much as like you can become a bounty hunter and then a lawman, perhaps you can actually protect the town from the heists, I think might be an interesting thing, uh, an interesting dynamic at some point. Yeah, there's I mean, there's still so much that they could do. And so hopefully, hopefully that's what we're getting uh, in the near future. Well, Tag, I want to thank you very much uh, for taking the time to do the show tonight uh if people want to check out your youtube channel uh what are the details it's uh youtube.com forward slash tagback tv or you can follow me on twitter at the uh the same handle at, at tagback tv uh have you pretty much given up with uh your other platforms i know for a while you had started talking about going to d live but i don't think you've done that in a little while yeah the um they didn't accept my partner application until like a couple days ago and then at this point it's been so long that i didn't want to really force people to go back to it um but i'm still keeping an eye on the on the platform uh seeing how growth does seeing how it uh, like they're they're growing pains and making sure it's a good experience for everybody when we if we do make a transition it's never going to be like a whole thing but if i really get to the point to where i want to play another game and i can't do it on youtube it'll be done on DLive. Uh, thanks again for your time tonight. Everybody go play Red Dead Online, but don't be a troll. We will talk to everybody next time. <laughs>